Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Cornering the Market. Today is Sunday, December 4th. We're a little couple days behind our weekly update this week because I have been out in Art Basel in Miami, which has been fantastic. So we'll we'll highlight that as we get into the news. But because of the schedule, unfortunately, Jared couldn't make it today. And so quick introduction. My name is P. You may know me at as at Aston Cloud online. Typically here with my co-host, Jared, who you may know as Jared underscore pause online. And he's the founder of the 8NAP Digital Asset Fund. I do Collector's Corner all full-time. We're excited and ready to dive in because there's still a lot of news going on, even though we have a little bit of a, a bit of a dead week, perhaps people after Thanksgiving, perhaps after having come out to the various in real life events in the generative art world, which we'll get into Marfa, Texas, Mexico City, and now Art Basel. But let's uh, let's go ahead and take a look at the full macro picture. And for people who don't know, this is our weekly episode, audio only. We'll have a Twitter thread that summarizes a lot of this and our newsletter. Please check all those out. We will have all that information in the show notes. So we like to start off by taking a look at the macro picture and bear with me. It's a little bit weird doing this alone, actually. So if it comes off a little bit different, that's why also a different location. But looking at the macro in the last seven days, Bitcoin and Ethereum are up a little bit. Bitcoin is trading at 17,000 US dollars, Ethereum at 1,260 US dollars, Bitcoin up 3.4%, Ethereum up 4.4%. A lot of people are still just waiting to see if there's any contagion effect, any further knock-on effects from the FTX fallout. There is this uh, digital capital group that has money tied up in all sorts of different places that people are wanting to make sure that is not going to collapse before jumping into anything else. So that's what's going on. The market is still a little cautious. I know in the equities market, there is some good news in the sense that the Federal Reserve is going to be a little bit less aggressive in terms of raising interest rates. Bad news is that companies seem like they may start having worse profits and revenues, worse earnings, and that could start impacting stock prices. So we'll see what happens and what kind of knock-on effect there is on the crypto market and what kind of knock-on effects there are on the generative art market. Now let's head over to nftpricefloor.com, which is our go-to for seeing what's going on in the blue chip generative art market, sorting by the last seven days. Taking a look at volumes first, uh, interestingly, Factura by Matthias Isakin, which was a launch through GM Studio, is uh, has the most seven-day sales at 44. Typically, it's Chromie Squiggles. Mind the Gap by Mount Vitruvius, another GM Studio release is in second place at 24. And then Bent, Artblocks Curated, is in third at 23. Then finally, we get down to Squiggles with 11 sales. So interesting to see that. Overall, I would say fewer sales than we've seen in, it's about maybe about the same as last week. We'll have to start tracking these numbers a little bit more closely. But volume is, is not back a crazy amount and not as many high value sales recently that have come through, although a few have. There was a Chromie Squiggle that was a 31 Ether purchase, a pipe type Chromie Squiggle, which is rare, fewer than 200 of those. Before hopping to Squiggles though, let's see how 
floor prices have changed. And uh, again, the top spot is Factura, which is a 87% increase in floor price in the last seven days, followed by Cosmic Reef, which is art blocks curated by Leo Villarreal. And he has a, another project coming out called Cosmic Bloom that's releasing in two days. The pre-sale is releasing in two days. So we'll have more info for you on that coming up. Uh, and then finally, Gazers up to a 38.5 Ether floor up 44%. Cosmic Reef was up 47.5%. So some some big moves there happening, which is encouraging because even though we have low volume, we're seeing some rises in floor prices. Let's now head over to FX Hash to take a look at what's going on in the Tezos generative art ecosystem. In the past seven days, Volume definitely is lower. I mean, we only have three collections that have more than 10,000 Tezos in secondary sales in the last seven days. And as has really been the case in the past few weeks, months actually, we're seeing really good volume coming from new collections. So the number one in the last seven days is called The Spectrum of Nature by Mark Ludgatex. And then some OGs, RGB by uh, Sifard, RGB Elementary Cellular Automaton, if you want the full title. I'm, I'm not going to keep saying that one, though. So good mix here. N nothing that is too different from what we've been seeing in general uh, on the FX hash side. Okay, I'm going to attempt to do a quick Chromie squiggle update uh, in lieu of Jared not being here. Overall, I mentioned that the volume on uh, Chromie Squiggles has been relatively low for a week for them. Squiggles have had a uh, seven, uh, I'm sorry, 11 sales in the last seven days. Also in the last seven days, the floor price has dropped 13% to 11.65. So it does feel like perhaps some of that move that happened a month ago is retracing a little bit. I mentioned one high sale, 31 wrapped ether accepted for a pipe type squiggle, which is the, there's fewer than 200 of those. So that's interesting, but not a lot to report from my end, at least from the squiggle world. But we'll see what Jared has to say when he comes back. Okay, first news story, FX hash params. So this actually was announced, oh, I don't know exactly when. So the tweet that we'll share is from... November 15th. What this is, is an infrastructure change within the FX hash platform. So for folks who don't know, FX hash functions as a primary sales platform. That means the artist can sell to the public through FX hash. Now they have their own smart contract. So depending on the user experience that the artist wants to have, they may need to go from one platform to another or custom write their own contract and create their own platform depending on again how they want to do the public sale and there's a collection that we'll be talking about coming up that had to do go through this process fx params is really interesting because what they're doing is they are building it into their platform they're going to allow artists to release their work in different interesting ways and specifically with fx params they are going to allow the artist to let the collector engage in picking some of the parameters, some of the traits, some of the categories. There are a lot of words for these, but you know, when you go into the metadata and you sort by the metadata to figure out which NFT you might want out of a collection, well, you may be able to do some of that process before locking in your mint. Many of you are going to be familiar with this process through QQL. 
which was really an extreme version of this type of collector control. And that was actually the whole point of the project. With FX params, from my understanding of this, and please fact check me if I'm wrong, you will be able to, the artist will be able to choose which parameters the collector can choose and have all sorts of variations and configurabilities. So it's not going to look exactly like QQL. It's really up to the artist and the vision they have with that collection specifically. So super interesting. There are going to be more details on a tweet that we link and we'll put in the show notes. The plan is for the test net to launch in December sometime. I'm not sure if it's launched yet. And then January, the main net to launch. So take a look at that. I think we're going to see some really interesting experimentation happen from the artist's side. And we'll see as, as collectors what is interesting there. The next story, our Basel has concluded. I'm here in Miami. I wanted to just take a moment to let everybody know who has not been able to come to these events. First, Marfa, Texas, the Art Blocks annual festival out there, the second annual festival. That was in early November. Then Bright Moments, Mexico City, a week later, which was all of the next week of November in Mexico City, which is fantastic. And now Art Basel in Miami, which is not an NFT-specific event. Actually, there's far more events that are not NFT-specific. But the common theme that I want to express to everybody who is listening and is still here is that despite what may be going on with prices and volumes and the market, the energy and the community is very strong here in the general world. There feels like there's something special and there are a lot of people who are smart and talented and could do many things that are spending a lot of their time here. So for anyone who is feeling discouraged, I would say try to get involved. You know, reach out to us. We'll see if we can help you find a place to get involved in whatever capacity we can. But there is progress that's happening that is not reflected in prices and volumes that I feel really good about. And I'm excited to see where it goes. And I don't know when that or if it ever manifests in prices, but I do think that this is something that is happening and is exciting and is a metric that you should know as participants who are interested in this market by virtue of listening to this podcast. But I will digress. Let us go on to the next news story, which is, uh, I think, noteworthy because it is such a big project. So Light Years by Dmitry Cherniak launched on the, let's see, I believe it was the first, on the 1st of December. This was a Dutch auction of 100 pieces. You get a mint pass, and that mint pass, the order of the mint pass allows you to select one of the pieces from the project. And... There, there's. It's really interesting. I won't go through all the details, but the first ten ID numbers, I believe, got something special. The next thirty will get an additional NFT, and then there are a hundred pieces in general, and everybody gets a physical silver gelatin print. So there are a lot of giveaways with this, and as I mentioned, you get your mint pass, and you get to select which piece you want. That artwork selection starts on the 5th of December. So it starts tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern. I believe you don't have that much time to select. And if you don't select, you'll have to jump to it. So if you have a mint pass, definitely take a look and figure out the details here. 
but it's really interesting because this is a collaboration that Dimitri did with an extremely well-known estate of a, I should say, the estate of an extremely well-known artist, Laszlo Maholi Nagy. And I don't know enough about the traditional art world to express the significance of this, but I can tell you that people who I trust and know the traditional art world say this is a huge deal. And Dimitri has made it clear that he wants his work to eventually end up in a big traditional museum. And so a lot of collectors think that this is a good you know, potential piece of his work that could get in there. And they are beautiful, I should say. They really are beautiful. They're all black and white. If you go look at the work of uh, Laszlo uh, Maholinagi, you'll see that they look very similar. And he did a fantastic job in the fact that it's all generative. It is, it is quite stunning, I will say. It was a high price point, and we can check right now and see what it's trading at. The floor or the lowest min price was, I believe, 22.4, right around there. And since then, I believe they've gone up in price. And I'm checking on OpenSea. I believe these are on Blur and some other aggregators as well. So there may be some lower prices on another exchange. But 27.3 is the low right now on OpenSea. So still trading well. It's interesting to follow along and see how it goes, especially if it does end up in a museum. I think that would be big for the industry. So definitely go and check that one out. But let us hop over to great art at great prices. I have so much fun doing these. So the first one that I wanted to highlight for folks is called Ichigo. It is on FX Hash. It is by Studio Yorktown, which is just, they're, they're a great group. They've got some fantastic work, including Tesseract, which is one of Jared's favorites. So Ichigo, this released on December 1st. It was a set price of 20 Tezos. It is currently trading at 30 Tezos. And yeah, that's just very cheap. It's about 30 US dollars. So definitely go ahead and take a look at that. See if you like it. See if you enjoy that art. The second great art at great prices that I wanted to highlight is Take Wing by Melissa Widerecht, which is also an FX hash project. A little bit older. Let's see when this minted. Uh, this minted in September. Dutch auction that landed at 100. Current floor, 333, 250 pieces. Beautiful art. R really quite beautiful. It looks like traditional art. Take a look at them. I know they're not cheap. Uh, with great art at great prices, we try to cut it out to, or I should say, keep it to a maximum of 500 US dollars. This is a little bit on the higher end there. So about 330 US dollars, but beautiful art. Definitely worth taking a look. And uh, I'm going to go rogue on, uh, on one of these and uh, do one that uh, I wasn't originally going to, but it dovetails into a later story. So I want to talk about Sifard, C-I-P-H-R-D. This is the founder of FX Hash, also a fantastic artist. I think what he, so he has three collections and uh, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but one of them is considered a really blue chip collection with an FX hash called RGB Elementary Cellular Automaton. I think great art at great prices. He has another one called iFrames, 512 pieces. Floor is 199 Tezos right now. Um, and around 200 Tezos, there's quite a few that I, I find quite beautiful. And I think uh, both great art at great prices, about 200 US dollars. 
These were created on December 28th of 2021. So right really early in FX Hash's life. It's only about a year old and cost one Tezos. And it's, you know, it's got some provenance coming from the founder of FX Hash. So I think that could be really an interesting play. So we'll put that one out there. I've been thinking about it for, for quite a bit. And today I'm trying to be very disciplined about the number of stories that we have in these so they can be quicker and you can get the info that you need faster. So I will have three stories each and there will be additional stories in the newsletter as, as promised. That is it for great art at great prices. There'll be more. I'll have some in the newsletter. Check them out. Let's move on to exciting upcoming drops. The first one that I wanted to highlight is one that there's not a ton of details about yet, but it's by an artist I hadn't known before named Sterling Crispin. We'll link to their tweet. Harvey Rayner of Fontana, which has been an unbelievable run recently, mentioned this artist. And it's really cool art. So it's called Calibration Board. It's the size of an iPhone. He has these circuit boards that he has made, and he's probably going to be done in January, he says. He says it's going to be priced to pay what you want, which is refreshing. Really interesting. I'm waiting to hear more details about if we get the physical circuit board or how exactly it's going to work, but we'll keep you posted and I'll be, this is one I'll be keeping an eye on. It seems interesting. The next exciting upcoming drop is another one that we don't have a ton of details on, or at least I don't have any images to show you on the tweet thread, unfortunately. But this one is by MG Lindau, who is a well-known artist in FX Hash and actually has had some projects on Ethereum, I believe. Uh, but he is best known on FX Hash and actually a great guy. Met him at Marfa, Texas. It, really fantastic person. So MJ Lindau, the collection that he has on FX Hash, um, why can't I find it here? It's it's called Waiting in Afton. And it's notable, it's one of the icons on tender.art. Uh, it minted at four Ether and has a floor price of 5,500. So one of the more successful projects on FX Hash. Really awesome artist. We'll link to some of his work. But the news here, the upcoming drop, is that he's doing a collaboration with Grailers DAO, which is coming out on December 13th. There's going to be 269 pieces. It will be a Dutch auction. Only three are reserved for Grailers DAO members. So this is really for Grailers DAO to get back to the community, which is amazing. And we at Collector's Corner will be doing a Twitter Spaces the day before on December 12th, talking more about the collection. So take a look out for that. We'll post some images of this artist's work so you can get more familiar with MJ Lindau and the awesome art that he's putting out into the world. Third exciting upcoming drop. I told you, cap it at three, is Shapes 2048 by Machio135. So followers of the podcast, you may have seen we did a Twitter spaces with Machio. His, his name is Lionel. He broke this down. This is a really, really cool project. It's not really an upcoming drop in the sense that you can go on their website right now and mint a token. It's Machio135.com slash shapes. What he has done is he had a prior collection called Slashes. 
And you have two options to collect a shapes. You can get a slashes and trade that in and get a shapes, or you can mint a shapes for 0.25 ether on their website. So actually right now, let's see what the price of uh, slashes V1 is, the one that you can trade in. And it's it's currently trading at 0.1 ether, and there are a few. So it is cheaper right now to buy a slashes and trade it in should you choose to do that. And, and that will get burned, so lower the supply. Anyways, there can only be a maximum of 2048 shapes. And uh, speaking of FX hash params, what they did is they had to custom create a smart contract where there are four different types of images that, or what they call generators that you can utilize to take your mint pass for shapes and turn it into what it could actually look like. And for the next 57 days, so until the end of January, you can go ahead and switch your image to a different generator to see which one you like better. And you can also run that same generator multiple times to see if you get an output that you prefer. And if you go on your website, you can scroll down and see what these outputs look like already. So it's really cool. I love these stencil ones. I think they look amazing. I don't know how many of them there will be, but at the end of January, it gets locked in. So you can go and look at all your past renders as many times as you want. No problem. But end of January, everything gets locked in. So those are the rules of the game that they have set up there. Really cool project, really interesting art, really interesting concept. And I love what they're doing, the collectability. And going back to the FX hash params thing, they they had to build a custom contract. This was some real engineering they had to did to excuse me to do on a smart contract level in order to pull this off. So really, really cool stuff there. Check it out. That's three. We're moving on to artists to highlight. First one, I've been alluding to this, so I'll do it quickly, is the man Sifard, who created FX Hash. He has three collections. I mentioned RGB a couple times. There's iframes and then Ethereal Microcosm, which is 300 pieces, came out in February of this year, 2022. 622 to the floor, a little bit high. Check out his work. He is, you know, it's not quite Snowfro, but he's kind of the snowfro of FX hash. And I, I don't know. I just think that iframes one is undervalued. Oh, and full disclosure, I do not own any of them. So I'm not pumping any bags. I've thought about buying them, but I, I won't until after this episode airs for sure. I don't want anyone to get that impression. And honestly, I we'll see. I just haven't gotten around to it, but I really, really uh, think that he is an interesting person and certainly an interesting artist. The second person artist I wanted to highlight is Finger Code. So Finger Code is uh, has a heritage from Cameroon. I don't know if he lived there or grew up there. I don't know all the details, but certainly that's infused into his art. And the collection to highlight here is called Nth Culture, which was a drop that was done with Bright Moments. And it is fantastic. They are a hundred pieces check it out but really really cool person fantastic artist and okay i got my open sea to work 2.5 ether floor and nth culture beautiful art i think this is a person you should have on your radar and continue to follow maybe follow them on twitter the last person i wanted to highlight is balzarino so balzarino is an artist in grailer's dow with us who is doing this fantastic art in the style of of 
with Grant Yoon, Grant Yoon's style. And I'm I'm sorry, there's a name for the style. I'll find out and remedy my lack of knowledge on this. But beautiful stuff. He's really starting out uh, doing just, I, I love the aesthetic. It's clean. It's relaxing. Take a look. We'll link to his Twitter. He posts stuff all the time that he's working on. Those are our artists to highlight. Now, art to watch, which is becoming a lot more fun as it feels like more people are entering the generative art market. And I don't think these are people who were in crypto before, actually. I think these were people who were not in crypto before, but they are seem to be interested in dipping their toes. And why do I bring this up? Because different collections are starting to run and you're starting to see people say, hey, you know, I felt like memories of Chilin and Anticyclone were pretty much in the same quality caliber, but now the Anticyclone floor has doubled and the memories floor hasn't moved. I think memories is going to move. And what we do is we start grouping these things together and, and benchmarking against each other. This is starting to happen. This only happens when there is more volume and more liquidity in the system than not, which is why I think more people are coming in. Anyways, going to some specific examples, the first one I want to highlight is friendship bracelets. So friendship bracelets, for anyone who does not know, is a free mint that was given out by the Artblocks team. They were created by Alexis Andre and Snowfro, who they designed the images. They... There are a theoretical maximum of 72,000 of these. What the Artblocks team did is they said, okay, on October 26th, any wallet that had an Artblocks token, any Artblocks token, any piece of art from Artblocks could have been the cheapest one. They are eligible for two free mints of these friendship bracelets. There were 36,000 wallets. There's a theoretical maximum of 72,000. At the current moment, I will go to OpenSea right now. The friendship, I'm sorry, having a little bit of lag here. There are 25,557 of these that have been minted. Most that happened in the first few days. The floor price is currently 0.317 Ether on OpenSea. About 10% are listed. A lot of this trading happens on Blur.io. If you are eligible, check your wallets. This is now verging on close to a thousand US dollars that is currently free to you. You just pay gas to mint it. If not, or if you've already minted, take a look. What's also interesting is there's some metadata here. There are 39 different palettes. 20,000 of the 25,000 are unnamed palettes. And then the others are split across 38 names. These names each correspond to an employee at Artblocks. Each of these Artblocks employees got one named palette. Snowfro got two. His two are, it's a time, it's another time for Blood and Marfa Sunset. Those are trading at by far the highest. It's another time for Blood has a floor of 7.8 Ether. So you might be able to mint something that could sell for 7 Ether tomorrow. Mint these. Check all your wallets. I'm going to double check mine. <laughs> so if you haven't already, that is your public service announcement. The Marfa Sunset palette has a four ether floor. The name palettes, I think are the floor is now like 0.7 ether. And so, you know, you have about a 20% chance of getting one of those. 
and you have two shots at it. So definitely check those out. Watch these. They're becoming sort of like a collectible. This is functioning more like a collectible than art. And people are really liking to collect these. Uh, another thing that's happening is people are collecting the low ID numbers. You can see that those are more expensive. Uh, a lot of people are speculating that, or a lot of people are already making full sets. So the named palette that has the fewest number is Caro. There are only 110 of those. That means there can only be 110 full sets of this collection. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on. I know I've, I've rambled for a long time on this, but uh, yeah, it's just a really cool experiment, really cool what the Artblocks team did and, and people are really getting behind it and it's gaining momentum as, as you can see clearly by the prices. Speaking of momentum, the second art to watch I want to highlight is Ori by James Merrill. We also met James at Marfa. Really, really cool guy. Ori, there's 450 of these. It's the most recent art blocks curated. And the floor price is now three and a half ether. There's the crowd and block talk is, is really excited about Ori. So this is another one to take a look at. If you've been wanting to buy it, uh, you know, maybe try to buy it sooner. Or if the price really runs up, wait for a pullback. But it's beautiful art, a fantastic artist, and has that brand, has the art blocks curated behind it. The last one to highlight is The Spectrum of Nature by Mark Ludgatex. This is the mint that was on FX Hash that I mentioned that is the highest in seven-day volume, 37,000 in secondary sales. There's 271 of these, and it just launched. And it's really a quite beautiful art and really interesting not just because of the price action, but just the images itself. So take a look. I, I think, you know, see how you like it. This is an artist that does not have the checkbox on uh, FX hash. So if you look at the artist's name on FX hash, there'll be a little check mark for artists that are verified. So this is a non-verified artist, but getting a lot of interest in this art that is quite, yeah, it's very interesting. Take, zoom in and look at it. You'll see the mix of sort of, uh, kind of blocks and shapes and nature. It's quite beautiful there. So that is our episode. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you for bearing with some of the differences here with me being alone and uh, being in Miami, but really excited for next week and excited to not be traveling and getting to roll up my sleeves and working on getting you guys some more content. We have some really exciting episodes coming out and some exciting guests coming on. So we appreciate everybody. We're at collectors underscore XYZ. If you enjoyed this, please like, subscribe, comment. Anything helps us. We appreciate you all. And thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. The Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.